So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Hey, all you Holly weirdos, let's take a ride. Better yet, let's take a tour with our friend and guest on today's new episode of Holly Weird Paranormal, Adam Levine. Nope, not the singer that is covered in tattoos and has a bunch of scandal, but the one who actually created the new and improved Graveline Tours. Now, I'm sure for all you Angelinos that remember Graveline Tours in the 90s, or for those who lived in Los Angeles during that time, Graveline Tours was actually a one-person show. It was a tour company based out of Hollywood, where it was just one gentleman who was driving a hearse around a handful of writers in LA's most famous neighborhoods, focusing on the most infamous crime scenes and the interesting stories behind them. And then eventually, that company turned into Dearly Departed Tours, and it boasts several tours all around Los Angeles, and the brainchild behind that was our friend, Scott Michaels. Now, even though Dearly Departed Tours is no longer around, it seems like that torch is now being carried by Adam. Let's sit down and get to know Adam a little more and learn more about his influences and inspirations into creating the new and improved Graveline Tours. I mean, we even get to learn more about how he spent his birthdays, and let's just say that he didn't spend it in a Chuck E. Cheese's. It was more along the lines of a Graveline hearse. We also sit down and talk about the most infamous crimes that shaped LA history, the tragic lives of a few Hollywood starlets, and how each one of their stories inspired Adam to coordinate specific different types of tours within his company of Graveline Tours. Let me give you a couple of examples. One is Death Becomes Her, and the other one is called A Star is Torn that myself and Bryce were honored to have been given the opportunity to have been driven around in one of Graveline Tours limousines. We felt like a tragic star. All right, friends, so let's go for a ride. Let's jump into this Graveline Tour limo with Adam and let's get Holly Weird with Graveline Tours. So you guys know that I'm originally from New Orleans and living there, I already know that the South can be a very haunted place, to which is why I love listening to the podcast of Southern Gothic. If you want to step into a world of the unknown and unravel the dark history and infamous legends of the American South, then you want to join this podcast and travel into the heart of this rich and fascinating region, uncovering its ghostly stories, haunted places, and eerie tales through captivating storytelling, in-depth historical research, and an immersive audio soundscape. From the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the haunted Waverly Hill Sanatorium, which I just investigated, and I can vouch that it's definitely haunted, 
to the ghostly tales of the Myrtles Plantation, which I have also investigated and stayed a few nights and can definitely vouch that it's 100% haunted. To the curse of Lake Lanier and beyond, get ready for an unforgettable experience that brings history to life and uncovers the truth behind classic tales of the paranormal. Now, I've always been a fan of Southern Gothic because it is a narrative history podcast that features immersive sound design. Southern Gothic is actually produced by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schneider. Ha, <laughs> I got that right. I got your last name right, Brandon. I didn't butcher it this time. Brandon is the host that takes pride in participating in the great Southern tradition of storytelling, while Brianne provides extensive research for each episode, drawing on her background as a professionally trained archivist. Now get this, here are some of their popular episodes and even some of my favorite ones. I mean, starting with Myrtle's Plantation, An Oldie But A Goodie, The Greenbrier Ghost, The Birth of a City, My City, New Orleans, Mystery of the Confederate Submarine, H.L. Hunley, and so much more. Le Bon Ton Roulet, guys. Let's head on over to the swamp. Be sure to grab your Grigri bag and give Southern Gothic a listen. Head on over to southerngothicmedia.com forward slash follow for links to all of your favorite podcast apps. That's southerngothicmedia.com slash follow. That is, if you dare, y'all. All right, guys, we are sitting here with the brainchild behind Graveline Tours, Adam Levine. We're going to give a little amoosh-boosh on Adam's bio right here. Adam Levine is the native Angelina who grew up having his birthdays on the original Graveline Tours. Adam has a background in studio art and economics, and today he is an entrepreneur committed to the vision of making L.A. as awesome to live in as possible the true L.A. crime case he is most obsessed with is the tragic murder of Natalie Wood, rest in peace, mm-hmm. and is passionate about seeking justice against her killer. Thank you so much, Adam, for being a part of our episode and for being our special guest. And, of course, for treating us to one hell of a delicious macabre yes. of A Star is Torn through your company of Ray Light Tours. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's such a pleasure, uh, of course, and it's such a total honor to be here. Uh, and for whatever it's worth, which is probably like three cents, this is my very first podcast ever. Ooh. Ooh. So, you know, that's at least a rough. Come on. So, Adam, it yeah. seems like this is you just birthed this company not too long ago. It's been kind of floating for a couple of months now, and it's slowly growing successfully. How did you come up with this idea of Grave Lighting Tours? And based on your uh, bio, it seems like this was a company that existed before. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, Tammy, basically, um, when I when I was growing up and I was like, you know, like you and Bryce and I was like, like show me the dark stuff. Um, I used to see these hearses driving around L.A. just when I was in carpool. And they would always catch my eye and they said on them Grave Lighting Tours. And I, and I was like, uh, need to go on that. I don't even know what it is. Um, And so like I looked into it and it turned out that they did exactly what we do, which is that they go around and instead of showing tourists where celebrities live, they show tourists where celebrities killed themselves, drug overdosed, committed suicide or killed each other. Hmm. And and so it was super right up my alley. And therefore, um, 
I would make my dad buy my birthday parties every year um, on the verses. And, and so, you know, like normal kids were like going um, paintballing and Adam was going to bring four of his friends and take a hearse around LA and see the Menendez brothers house. Yes. So that was, it was literally um, match. You know, you know, when you like go to Disneyland for the first few times and you get on pirates and on like Thunder Mountain, mm. that was how every moment was for me in that hearse. And, and there was something really special to me about being the fact that it was a hearse, to be honest. Mm. So long story short, I did my thing. I went to, to college and then I went to grad school and then I left town for a while. I came back and Graveline Tours was no longer, but mm. this long established um, next company that was sort of um, like the derivation of Graveline that was continuing the legacy. And it was called Dearly Departed. Now, mm -hmm. most people um, will be familiar with Dearly Departed just because they, they were around for so long. They were quite successful. Um, and the gentleman, Scott Michaels, who runs it, has a huge um, presence and following. He's something of a local legend. Uh, Tarantino consulted him for when he filmed uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So I did that tour um and th th that was slightly different in the sense that they they didn't have the lim the the um the hearses which is understandable because you know, it's a thing like it's not it's not a walk in the park to have old cars and then the hearses were from the 60s um, wow line tours i found out yeah so uh and it, it was great you know he you could fit more people in the vans they and it was very professional and then he had like this little museum at headquarters which was right across from hollywood forever and the museum had this great stop. The claim to fame was they had the Jane Mansfield death. So you wow. walk in and it's like the piece de resistance. Like you are standing in the car, like at the, just this huge old, I think it was an Oldsmobile yep. that got totaled and decapitated her, et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, COVID comes, lockdowns hit. Everybody like has their head spinning. And for reason, I just went to, I don't even remember why, I went to check the Dearly Departed website, I think to look at prices or the status or, and I, I got, there's this alarming, if you go now, there's this alarming homepage that says Dearly Departed has closed after six mm -hmm. years. Uh, thank you, LA. We couldn't make it during lockdowns. And, uh, and my first reaction was shock and tragedy. And I, I had to pee. So I went into the other room. Five seconds later, this voice just came in my head and it was like, no, you're doing it. This is not an acceptable act. Mm. So I said, okay. And at the time I had a job, like, I mean, it wasn't like I was looking for something to do, um, but the job was, it, 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 I had been doing it for so long that I had enough free time that if I didn't screw around a lot I could work on both and I there was no deadline to do Graveline and it was a passion thing and so I said I'm gonna bring it back but I'm gonna go all the way and I'm gonna mm. bring back the hearses oh, yeah. and the hearses you will notice you were not in hearses yesterday um <laughs> a limousine so the reason that that happened was because I was uh I just networked my way to this amazing guy who's a really good friend of mine now, Ronnie Grubbs, and he's the unofficial funeral um, vehicle king of Southern California. And wow. he's a mortician, but he also trades and rents funeral cars. It's like he lives and breathes it. He has caskets. I, I'm going to like interview him 
on YouTube because he is literally one of the most fascinating people I've ever met in my life. He's just wow. Um, and I owe everything to him. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he's been on the tour and he's like, thank you. I'm like, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so kind of like what you guys. So basically, uh, Ronnie and I were talking and 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 uh, there's no way to know this if you're not in it, but a hearse is costly. Like a hearse costs 150% of a regular vehicle. And on top of that, the thing that the original Graveline Tours did was that they had seats in the first. They had taken out the part where the body coffin goes. They basically demoed that out, gutted it, and then built in these like ready-made upholstery benches. And they also like, piped the air conditioning in back. So there was like some hardcore rehab that went into Yeah. So that was an extra cost that I had to take into account. But, you know, I was talking to my friends. I was talking to all my friends because I was so obsessed with doing this. And they were like, Adam, it's it's worth it. Like, it's an investment. Like, I completely agree with you. Like, duh. Like, yeah. I, you know, like, no. And I talked to people. Uh, I talked to, um, like, the right guy that would be able to outfit the cars. He gave me estimates. And then I was talking to a friend when I was having my haircut. And he said, Adam, he said, I would love, love to do your tour. But you will never find it in a horse. That's <laughs> He's like, that's just revolting, and it's like a deal breaker. And I was like, why, Kevin? And he's like, that's disgusting. And I was like, oh, but I don't get it. And then I started to talk to a few other people who had the same thought. And so then I, I, I brought that up with Ronnie, and he said, mm, you know, like, okay. And I think a few days later, he said, Adam, he said, why don't you just do the, the limousines? Because... A, it's much cheaper. B, you don't have to drag the air conditioner back. They have great, and he and he recommended exactly the range and the brand. Uh, strangely enough, that was the same one that he recommended for the hearses, just instead of uh-huh. limousines. Cadillac between ninety three and ninety six, and he said, "Do that, um, get those." And I really struggled. Actually, that was the biggest internal struggle that I had. Um, when I was building the company and I, I eventually came around because like my frontal cortex told like my primitive brain, like it's the right thing. Yeah. But the real thing that got me to come around you guys was that those limousines are not presidential, you know, because you sat in seats that were only facing forward. There was yeah. no bar. Yeah. There was no, <laughs> it was no VIP because those limousines, every funeral limousine, as opposed to the presidential type, are always ever used to transport family members to the cemetery. So they still say funeral, but they don't say cadaver. Yeah. Right. So long story short, and and it just it just came. It, everything really did itself, you guys. It was just basically I had to find time, so I I did it slowly. It took me a year and a half. I was very very picky about the funeral and those. I got Ronnie coached me and Ronnie actually ended up sourcing both of them. Um, he didn't charge me a commission, you know, negotiating wow. price, the shipping. Nice. I mean, he's just been such a sweetheart. And so as soon as I got the second limo, I was like, all right, now I got to get this going because what would happen is, um, and, and then I'll finish because I, Janana, you guys got me in a coffee day. Yeah. Um, basically, <laughs> why, why I can only have coffee once. So, so uh, basically, um, when I would test drive the limos and, do the roots, build the roots. I got so excited and I couldn't stand the fact that the tours didn't exist yet because I was so overwhelmed with excitement that I said, I can't keep putting this off from being a real thing. And so I gave myself a deadline. It was going to be like, do we do it in 2023 or do we kill ourselves and stress 
the hell out of everything and finish yeah. in my other job and do it by Christmas. And I just said to myself, Christmas, you're doing it. And so, uh, for those three months, I was, um, you know, I was non-existent and get friends Christmas presents. I was underground and I was work. I don't think I've worked that hard for a very long time, but I birthed it. Well, it's so evident that it's like very clearly from the second you meet your tour driver until like the second you get out of the car, it's just such a labor of love to the city. You can tell. I feel that. And like, we, we always talk about, no, that's my goal. <laughs> um, yeah, no. You always talk about, especially, you know, obviously the world went through the pandemic. It's not any more difficult here than anywhere else, of course. But something that does feel very personal here in LA is the weird sort of gentrification that happened citywide because, uh, and it was always, it was already happening, right? But it really was accelerated because of COVID. And we lost all of these things, these activities, these venues that made LA special, especially in a city that prioritizes a sort of glossy veneer uh, through Hollywood, through what we portray on television. That is very evident in everyday life when you live here and like meet these people. How many times have we met people that are just sort of like glossy LA drones? And so many of the things that actually made LA special were lost to us because they couldn't stay open during the pandemic. They couldn't stay open or they got bought out. And that's, you know, it's happened across the board. So this is something that's so evident how much love went into it and how unique it is. And we have to like protect those things because otherwise, like, we're losing them at like yeah. an astonishing rate. Like I can't, I literally cannot watch another like high rise apartment get built over a club that I used to love or a venue that I used to see shows at or a company that used to be unique. Yep. Like you were talking about with Daily Departed. Like I just can't do it anymore. Like I, I literally can't possibly be with you any harder. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's very evident. Yeah, Scott Michaels is a is a good friend with the, uh, of ours, yeah. and um, I think before, yeah, it was a year before the pandemic. I had the opportunity to investigate the Dearly Departed Museum with Bridget Marquardt and Tina yes. Mogler was a year, and Patty Negri. But I had a very um, personal discussion with him, and I was like, "What's going on? Like, is everything okay?" And like, yeah, Bryce was saying like it, it was just the increase of the rent of the space was just too astronomical oh, was that it i because i couldn't figure it out because i just thought it's weird that he didn't take a ppp he had every opportunity so the rent kept on increasing each year and then that oh. year it was just he was like i'm done i think that was a yeah. sign for me to be done he's like he's like i put in blood sweat and tears into this company yeah, it's where it needed to be. It's where I wanted to see it to be. It's where I wanted to be, like, um, you know, professionally. And he's like, I think I'm done. Like, it will probably reopen it somewhere else. Like, he still has a lot of that stuff in storage. I know he's living in um, Palm Springs right now. And he has the Jane Mansfield card somewhere else, too. But I think he might do a little museum in Palm Springs. I think he might reopen sure. there. But I think yeah. it's one of those that things where... Yeah, that totally. would be really oh, cool. And yeah, I think he was like, I think it's time just to retire and just enjoy my time, you know, just to relax and focus yeah. on my YouTube. But it seems like, I like I mentioned that. to you in the messages too, Adam, it seemed like you kind of took this torch, like you're continuing this torch. And what's really beautiful is that you're a true Angelino. You're you're birthed here. You're raised here. You appreciate oh, yeah, I'm native. I know you are native and hey, you, can you pinch me. 
it's really special to know like someone who was born and raised here is carrying that torch and trying to share the stories of those that are no longer here with people who are traveling from these different countries and cities and i think that, that that's really special and really cool yeah and it and, and it looks like you guys follow each other too on both of your social medias both you and scott yeah oh, i actually <laughs> him uh because i wanted to be very very careful and i didn't know what happened and I didn't know actually until a few minutes ago, Tammy. But I, wow. I to make sure that I, I first I asked to, I I reached out and I said, "Would you like to collaborate on bringing it back?" Because I didn't want to step on toes. It's it was his thing, yeah. his identity. Yeah. He is like I said, a local legend. I he just, is. oh yeah, I didn't get a reply, and I tried him on several platforms, and and I got to the point where I realized that he he was getting the messages mm. and just he was done and i i respect that and yeah. i just wanted to make sure that i did everything that i could especially because i believe and you'll know this better than i will but i believe he was a driver for the original graveland shores before he opened dearly departed and I, so i wow. really didn't want to go there without running anything by him and i was so touched when i saw that he uh followed me on instagram it was like day two and i was like oh yeah, <laughs> like he knows what you're doing. He appreciates yeah. that. That is something he loves too. He loves the history of Hollywood, and he was so good at it. So oh, it's like so you're like the new Scott Michaels, Adam no, Levine. No, no, no. <laughs> no pressure. I, nobody could beat him, honestly. Oh no, 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 no. And he still he he has a YouTube channel, and he still goes out, and you can feel his labor of love. He, it, it's it, it it like became a thing for him that it's part of who he is. It's in his blood. Oh yeah, is is synonymous with Dark Hollywood, Graveland Tours, and Daily Departed. Yep, he um when I was talking to him about all the stuff that he was collecting and even given, like he's given ashes from famous TV stars because their families didn't want them. Unfortunately, it's really sad. And he was like, I yeah, it's really crazy. It like when if you've ever visited, he imagine having that status. I know, like like he's like yeah. He has like I think he had the ashes of two of them. I can't remember their name. Um, one was a TV show actor, and I think Pugsley is the other one. The guy that um used to play the very first Pugsley in the Adams family. I believe he too had his remains. Yes, ashes. Yeah, in his museum, he had everything from um from the ashes of the former actor that played Pugsley in the first Adams Family show to um Mae West's teeth. And the lingerie of Sharon Tate, like he had everything, and a lot of it. He had Rock Hudson's bedpost that he died in. Yes, like he had so many things that he collected, was given, or he bought on auction. He's like, you know, I felt like I was guided to own these things. I feel like I am their personal caregiver. I'm their spiritual caregiver, and I I'm taking that job. And I was like, that is a really beautiful way to see it. And yeah, you are right, Adam. Like he is a legend because. People don't understand. He's a huge philanthropist. Like, he works closely with the Historical Society to save um, historical structures. He has, oh yeah, he reached, um, people have reached out to him to, um, there was a grave of a very famous actress from um, the golden age of Hollywood. And I'm, please forgive me guys for not remembering their names, but she was in the movie Freaks and um, something happened with her grave or she didn't have a proper gravestone and Scott Michaels raised really? enough money to give her a proper gravestone and people don't see that. And 
Um, and I think that kind of segues me into um, the next uh, topic, which kind of frustrates us. And we can understand, but it still frustrates us. Like people think that you are exploiting the deaths and the tragedy of these stars. Like, what do you have to say for that, Adam? And and we could vouch too. Like, we didn't feel that at all. Like when no, and they addressed it so well. So well and respectfully, like, you know, out of respect, you know, we're not trying to disrespect those who lives were lost. We're just respectfully sharing their stories, which we truly appreciated. But I don't know if you could elaborate more. on yeah, this really And mm-hmm. I think about that at least weekly, if not more than once and talk about it. I have that that conversation with colleagues and with friends and people in the industry. It's I think it's going to be a perpetual conundrum with anybody that is in what my friend Deirdre from the Storm Memento Mori calls a death positive industry. You know, whether it's the Museum of Death, whether it's the Medieval Torture Gallery, whether it is the Beetle House, Escape Hotel, you're always going to have, It's I, I see it now as two groups of people that I've been doing this for a little while. They're, the first group of people are people that are sincerely offended. Mm-hmm. Probably they have, like my stepmother, could never discuss this because her best childhood friend was abducted and raped oh and by a serial killer. Mm-hmm. I, oh my God. I, I would, if that happened to me, I would never be doing this. So there's that, right? Which is in like, let's put that in one basket. And in the second basket, you have what I call haters. And mm-hmm. um, which I believe really. are an advent, a sad advent of social media and the internet. Now, that's a, a double-edged sword because I also truly believe that because and thanks to the internet, our industry, our field, your, my, death positive, everything has exploded. So I think it's it, the, the benefits have outweighed the cost, but I just, I try to differentiate very much in my day-to-day and on social between the haters and the sincere victims. And I, I think that if you do that, it's very helpful because thank you for picking up on that, you guys. That is really important to me. It's very important to Blaze that we give the disclaimer at the beginning of these tours. And especially it's, you know, it's especially important to me in the premium tours that are the Manson tour mm-hmm. in the pipeline, hopefully we'll have going by fall the Black Dahlia tour because those really focus on specific people us, and with that were actual victims with living relatives. I mean, they all do. But I think that there's a way to be respectful about it and still acknowledge and celebrate the fact that this is something that generates true interest. And it's not even necessarily something that I think that we have to see as sinister or perverse because I'm giving so much thought. I know you have. I know you have Bryce. Why am I so obsessed with this? Like, why, why did I want to go to the Jack Dooper tour when I was 13? Like, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. For me, what the answer is, is that I think that anyone that has lived on Earth for a little while knows that life is extremely difficult. And even if you have the easiest life, you know, like 12% of things that happen to us are awful. And there's no point um, sickness, uh, financial stress, uh, losing relatives, mental illness. You named the problem. So I think what I believe is that those batterments, including all of the things that we put on our tours that don't necessarily have to do with directly, but are easy to put ourselves in the place of, make us appreciative of the non-existence of those. Mm. 
the street and you see a flower. I don't think that is appreciable without having tragedy and death. And so that's the way that I try to see it. And that's the way that I, I talk about it on our webpage. Um, but the main thing is that I just am very careful, extremely careful to be sensitive, especially, especially on the tours. On social media, I really, I got to say, I would say 99% of the hate is from haters. And, and you know, again, it's funny because the other day we, I just got the, a text from the woman who helps me manage my social media. And she's like, Adam, she's like, did you see comments? And I'm like, oh, no. And, and she's like, I'm just going to delete them. And I was like, I think that's a great idea. Uh, yeah. Good one. Someone makes you on board with that. I was like, mm, yeah, really? Yeah. But um, I feel like that those are not sincere. If they're not sincere, don't waste my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, true. Tell me that in real life. True that. Yeah. You can have a logical discussion about it. But otherwise, I have other things that I need to do. I need to grow a business. So right. um, basically, I and then just the last thing I'll say on this topic is that the, uh, that contributes to the way that I frame each stop or each story, which is that I go very much out of my way to be. And, and you'll know this because Blaze Blesser is very faithful to my script. And I, yeah. The drivers at the beginning, you don't have to be. But Blaze, she's a trained actress and she comes from a classical background. And so right. she, it on herself to memorize word for word and the scripts my my intent was just get facts i don't i don't need the audience to know that i think that i'm, I'm sure that robert wagner murdered his wife i want the audience to come to their own conclusions i don't want them to hear my opinions i want this to be old-fashioned journalism mm. we give you the pictures we give you the cool audio we give you the comfort and the ambiance of the limo and then take it from there wherever you want yes 100 percent. and i i mean that i mean you said it so well like we need to learn more about their life through their death and it, it makes you appreciate life even more because of you know their passing and a lot of these stars from what we learned on this tour died at such a young age and um younger than us, younger yeah. than us i know so we were old. even bryce and myself were like wait wait was that true like Whitney Houston was um, actually, when she passed? No one is younger than me, so I don't know. <laughs> like, like okay, than it's Tammy. fine. It's oh, fine. Younger than Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam. Like, younger than me, Tammy. But mostly younger than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, That's like, yeah, yeah. mostly. And, you know, we were we were like realizing, oh my God, like they were very young, like younger than us. Like when, what, what, like where were we when we were 23? You know, we were in school or we were in college. And, well, and the amount of fame that they attained at that age. Oh, yes. Exactly. But I, with this business, you're going to come, it's going to come with a lot of negativity. And I know like Scott even mentioned it on his podcast. They have um, a section in his podcast called eight mail because this is the amount of like people that just send so much hate to his. He's oh, like, I love that. yeah, it's, it's so hilarious when you listen to his podcast and it's like, it's a, it's a little segment. And it's like eight mail and they're like, I love it. How many hit meals did we receive? Oh well, Scott, we have three today. All right, what did I what did I mispronounce or got wrong? Yeah. It's usually people are like they think they know the actor's life more than Scott, so they put in their own narrative, or it's the like you shouldn't be doing this kind of thing, and he's like, okay, <laughs> granted, you know, your person, I think it can really get under your skin because it makes you question yourself. Yeah, it does, and you're gonna you're gonna get that, and. 
it's it's going to happen. We have gotten that a couple of times, like not often too, when we were when we would cover like a cold case or recover like the death of a star, and we get like people are like, "Why are you doing this?" Like, have some respect, let them rest in peace. We're like, we're just telling their story, you know. Right. And, it's also, an argument to be made, by the way, that you are helping to promote their legacy and remember their life. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who would remember what? you know, one of the Manson victims that wasn't Sharon Tate stood for, who would know that Abigail Folger was a civil rights activist? Right? Yes, exactly. Who would know who Elizabeth Short was behind all of the myths if we didn't have a Black Dahlia tour that looked, that, that t- took away all of yes. the headlines? So I think that in a way we are also, not in a way, I think we're also helping these people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's a very 100%. cultural thing because culturally we in this country probably in other places as well we hate talking about death we pretend that it doesn't affect us we pretend that it doesn't exist we try and get over it right away and it's like that culturally is not the case like you have other cultures who celebrate death it's very part of their everyday lives and it's just a natural beautiful celebration like you look at dia de los muertos for example and so many others that because we are afraid of death, we then project it out. And like, how could you talk about it? It's like, no, you should be talking about these should things. Be. Yeah. That yes. matters. We completely yeah. like, put a lid on it. And and one thing that I have on the website is that Sigmund Freud said that all mm. human lives comes down to either sex or death. Okay, so like, look at the amount of sex that we have infused in everything in our world. Yeah. Where's the death? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Question. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Why it's on Graveline Tours. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Uh, yeah, right. Very good at this. <laughs> so and that leads us to another question that we also had to. It's how well this tour was laid out, the historical facts, the bullet points. It was very simple. It wasn't, you know, complicated. It wasn't over-dramatized. For example, when we were driving down, what was it, Beverly Boulevard, and we passed oh, yeah. by that location of, um, it was the bathhouse. And we're like, wait, hold up. We didn't know about this. Wait, wait. And then it was like, bam, one, two, three. Rock Hudson was definitely one of the people that, you know, would get services uh, at this bathhouse, <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, and we were like, whoa, we did not know about it. And it was just, I mean, we were looking at our phones. We're like, yep, that checked out, that checked out, that checked out. They really did their due diligence. Like how, what, what is your process with that, Adam, and, and doing the due diligence, getting the historical bullet points correct? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Thank you for, uh, for saying that because uh, – that was very important to me. Like I was saying, I want facts and I, I don't want to be spreading innuendo, especially if you're going to say something like this closeted gay icon would just come across the street from CBS after day of shooting and get off. Right. You need to really know that um, before you say something like that. Uh, I had a ad hoc process, Tammy, which was uh, I basically did a triage. I got all I did just um, crazy Google searches. Like I knew a lot in my head from the Braveheart tours and from being obsessed with this that I just like, put it all into like this giant bank of darkness spreadsheet. And then in addition to that, I was like, okay, so what does Adam not know? So then I was like, TMZ. Like I never read TMZ. Like I don't even know what it what it is. So I went through TMZ archives and I found all of these like young rappers and influencers and 
the Rock Hudson stop, I missed until I had written the roots. And I think I was just reading something. I was, I remember reading in this biography uh, about, uh, oh, here we go. It's this biography, which by the way, is great. Oh, I've seen one. That's a good one. All that heaven allows. Yeah. Named after one of his films, actually. But um, I remember reading his book that he used to frequent a bathhouse. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, I need to put this in. But the thing was, the real main deal breaker, which you'll totally understand, but which sucks, is location. Because you get some of these great Phil Spector yes. and Alhambra. You get Bill Hartman and his wife, but then you have to go to the valley. So yeah. the locations was actually sadly very important because the, if you look at the clusters on a map, and I mapped them out, it's going to be where your tour was. It's going to be yeah. Hollywood yes. and Beverly Hills with tons in between. So I had to really do that. And then uh, I ended up having too many stops because I knew that these tours had to be short. People's attention spans are shorter than they yeah. were. Yes. We are chihuahuas with ADD. Yes, we are. Truly. <laughs> Without a break, two hours. And so basically, I drove the tours on my own. I had the, the limousines. It was slower to go on a limousine than in, like my normal car. And so I would drive them and talk to myself and see how long the each route took. And then I was like, oh, I have to cut half an hour. Like, I, how can I... Like, how can I get rid of that stop? Well, it's like, you have to get rid of that stop because if you don't get rid of that stop, then you can't have Lana Turner. So yeah. right. basically it was total triage. I mean, it was just like, I had the bank of darkness. I put it all on a map. I like made the, like the best fitting line and I drove it. And then what I did was I was just like, well, you have to cut the less sensational and the less gory stops and that sucks, but you don't have a choice because otherwise people are going to, it's going to be a snooze So that, that was, that was the process. And then, it was, of course, it, it was a really good process. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, I I had to take pictures of the of the map, but just for our listeners that are listening, mm -hmm. our first stop, we freaked out. I think it was our first stop. Um, no, the second one. It was the second one. It was Scotty Bowers and oh the Richfield we Station. The whole car was like screaming. We're like, is this real? real? Is this real? But, oh, here's the first. Yeah, but our, our first stop was, um, I think it was off of, uh, I think it was, what was it, Coenga, Colfax. It was one of the actresses who played, uh, I think it was Auntie M from yeah. Wizard of Oz. It was Auntie M, and I blank, uh, how am I blanking her name? Uh, I know. She, in her passing at this one apartment complex that I would freak, both Bryce and I would freak and frequent, 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 say. Yes, 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 yes. And by the way, that building has a lot of other stuff going on, which I, I believe it. That I shouldn't even say this because I'm embarrassed. There was a podcast to live and die in LA, which was about a woman who lived there and disappeared a few years ago. Chobani. Yeah, it was the girl Chobani. Um, she, that was. And she said, you, you know, you've got to add this. And I said, you're right. And then, of course, I just forgot to do it. But that that building is just creepy AF. It yeah. really is. It looks like a building for somebody who would put it back over. It's a lot of history there, and I wouldn't be surprised if it would be haunted. But every time Bryce and I would pass, there was it would. There well, was I used always, to live right there. Yeah, yeah. There was always somebody. I used to live. Outside all the time. <laughs> I used to live so you know that the corner where that Playboy liquor is. I lived in the building right across the street from that, and my roommate lived right across the street. It used to be called the Mark Hollywood, but now they've like redone it. Uh, she lived literally across the street from where Clara's building is. So like well, as. Yeah, as we were pulling up, I was like, is the ghost of my past also here? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Funny, like, it's all around us. Like, 
truly. That is the way. Those were, yeah, like we had no idea. So we're learning from this tour. Um, mm-hmm. and, and moving forward, like another stop was the Scotty Bowers Richfield station that we I had seen it. on the um the show. What was it? Was it um the Oh, 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 it was Hollywood. It was Ryan Murphy's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood. And they and yeah, they Hollywood they put in Rich Station. Yeah, that was really cool. And then yeah, as we were driving the Ravenswood, we hit the Ravenswood, which was beautiful from where we're going. You see it in the background. You're like, yes. no way, we're going to the Ravenswood. Yeah. Sure enough, I look at the I look at the phone. I'm like, Bryce, we're going to Mae West's old hood. We're going to her apartment. So it was really cool to pass by there. And then it proceeded to the location of where um, Chris Brown and Rihanna had the altercation, all the way to so the El Coyote, where Sharon Tate and her friends had their last meal before. The Manson family had um, broken in and murdered all of them on that fateful night. And then, of course, it proceeded to where, uh, where was it? Uh, George Michaels was arrested. And then and, and we even went to an old apartment, the apartment building right off of, uh, what is it, Fountain, where Marilyn Monroe and... So many other individuals live. It was just so amazing to yeah. learn. Yeah. El Palacio. To... El Palacio. Yeah. Like and it was. Just... Bowersdorf was maybe murdered by Yes. So we yeah. had uh, Georgette Wardoff. It was just so amazing to learn like these places that we constantly would pass. Constantly. You know, yeah. live, right? Every day. Every day. Every day. I know. This is where they lived. This is where, you know, tragedy happened. And, you know, they, like we said, it's a story. And then, of course, you had to end the tour with the Roosevelt Hotel. And it was yeah, perfection. It was the perfect ending. It was, you know, you had all the Hollywood greats stay here. And then you had a ghost story that Blaze did so well explaining in regards oh, to Montgomery Cliff's ghost and so many other specters. It was wonderful. And then we finally made it to our stop at Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. Yeah. And it was well laid out. It was a good two hours, I would say. And we were very comfortable. We felt very safe with our driver. And it was fun. Even our friends, um, Alejandra and Jax, were like so stoked. They were like, we've done this before. And now like we did it. And now we want to do another one. So it was. Oh, yeah, we will. We will definitely. And it's it's awesome. Like we highly recommend for those that are listening, if you ever are going to travel to Hollywood, Los Angeles, for that matter, go and take a tour with Graveline Tours. You'll learn so much more than than us. Trust me. We're like, yeah. why did we miss this? This is giving us ideas for another episode. It was- I, I, I just want to I have to say, you know, like I, I, I know you wanted to have me as a guest on your podcast, but I just I feel like that this has been such a selfish hour for me because <laughs> I'm going to walk away on a cloud. I, I haven't had an in-depth discussion with anyone that's been a passenger that it wasn't a practice route that I did a few months ago. Wow. And so having this feedback is uh, it, it's beyond words for me. Like, yeah. It, to a very deep level of satisfaction and reward and uh affirmation so So sweet all my heart and i really i I want you to come back at any time bring your friends just hit me up seriously crash the tour with you sorry blaze yes (laughs) no we want you to do that that. thing we have to look out for each other yes we have to because this city 
this industry, like fill in the blank, will not. And like as cliche as that sounds, but, like we have to, we have to like find people who are like like minded, care about the things we care about in a way that is respectful, in a way that is collaborative, and we have to support each other. Like otherwise, it's too expensive to live here. So like, why are we here otherwise? Yeah, I will, exactly. I will always die on that hill. And like, I, I I'd love that. You probably haven't noticed because you epitomize it, but everybody, because I was in real estate before. Oh, wow. Real estate, everyone's a sociopath. Everybody me. Um, but in this industry, everyone could not possibly be kinder. Mm. It's like all the good people of the world just went to debt industries. That is the way. We've been very lucky. We've met some truly incredible people. Yeah. And yes, I like because, talking to yeah. Tammy. Like when I, when I was Instagram with Tammy, I was like, she's not real. Like she's definitely a false. <laughs> so I, I say that all the time too. I'm like, no one can be this talented and beautiful. It's impossible. <laughs> well, I knew the talent. I but but the kindness was Aww. like, there's got to be some error here. Like, did you come from the 1910s? <laughs> In a past life. Well, I think that, I I mean that's something I learned you know, in my paranormal journey is to understand death. And when you approach certain stories like this, when you approach uh, stories about death or the industry, it's like you have to approach it with great love and empathy. And I see that, you know, in Bryce and how he talks to a lot of our guests with great compassion, with great empathy. And like you, Adam, like you have a great love for this, a great um, shines through shine yeah like this great um admiration to the history of los angeles but also to those who are in the industry were in the industry that kind of paved away for others like you and um the way you share the stories and um also provide employment too like you're employing people in this industry and it's already hard for actors and actresses to keep a day job and trying to balance auditioning and writing like blaze is a writer and she was and she was gloating with us and sharing with us like, oh, my God, wait, you're writers and actors and you're in the industry, yeah. too. But you, you need to, like, catch my film and then, you know, look yeah. into this. And we're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, this is like, yeah, obviously, you're yeah. in the right position, Blaze. Yeah. So yes. And by her... the way, I cannot tell you how much she's helped me with the roots and with the website. She, oh, is she was great. Really, she was awesome. Really, yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people call themselves writers. Blaze is a writer through and through. Yeah, she is. And, there's people yeah. in the world who are here to create. They just mm -hmm. they are creators. Well, yeah. whatever that manifests as, her energy is just of someone who is here to create joy for other people just through the their work. Yeah, Wonderful. yeah, so obvious. Everything we have like one. We have one final question. Yes. Uh, yes. For you, Adam, before we come to a close, where do you see? Graveline tours in the next five to eight years. Ooh, good one. <laughs> good one. All right. Where do I see it or where would I like to see it? There's... Where would you like to see it? Yeah. Put it out. Where, there. where I would like to see it is where I intend to see it. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to maximize the Graveline presence in Los Angeles just with regards to fleets. I don't know whether that means that there will be further Fleetwoods or whether there will be an, a hearse or whether there will be a new kind of like SUV limo that doesn't require going to the mechanic a few times a month. I don't know. But I want to put more vehicles on the road um, because I do believe that there's so many people like us three 
yes. in the greater LA County area that once the demand is fully realized, will need a bigger fleet. Uh, yes. Have tours going a couple times a day. Uh, I, I just feel like it, it will make this city such a happier place for some people. Mm. Uh, and then uh, I want to I want to explore. I want to go to New Orleans. Um, I want to go to Chicago. I want to go to probably New York if there's a way to navigate that with the, the traffic. Um, and London, Tokyo, Paris. Uh, I want a franchise. And, yeah. and, and I believe that the timing, just in terms of culture, all the weird stuff, dark stuff happening globally, um, yes. and all of the people that feel disconnected and out of touch and excluded socially, um, I, I believe that that's a, actually a possible to, to realize. And then, you know, uh, we'll have merchandise. Hopefully we'll have like the, these shirts that everybody wants. Like I survived a grand blind tour with them. <laughs> I have all of these. Like, yeah. I think about this stuff way too much, but I want to, I, I want to grow it and I want to export it. Uh, I want to bring grand blind to as many cities as I I, I can see that Tokyo. I feel like Tokyo is the perfect city. Tokyo oh, is amazing, right? Like because it's, I, I don't, I don't this, that is the brand. Know. Like so, when I was there, this is now years ago. But we were doing like, like one day you're like driving a little golf cart dressed like a Mario character, and the next day you're at like the oldest Buddhist temple in Tokyo. Like that is it's the perfect blend of like new and history and tradition and cutting edge. Like oh, and no one knows how. Uh, truly not that is it's again culturally they don't shy away from it and so it's so beautiful and so ingrained and they're my vote's tokyo like all of our best films horror films have just been remakes of japanese oh true yeah the ring rush yeah oh yeah i mean that's like my dream but like i i feel like it can happen and i I more feel like it because of the people that i work with Hmm. i I don't know why maybe it's probably god but i have (laughs) last because you know blade so it's like i have people behind this every day i'm meeting people like you too where i i it just it just makes me feel more and more confident you know it's it's hard told everybody many times that if i didn't believe in this 100 percent, i get it i mean i had another small business let me tell you like you wow. you, you you can't be sane and have a small business in LA. and to <laughs> a second one that you start now look you just have to be kind of like crazy but yeah it's not easy but i don't really like things that are easy and i believe in this so much that in a way it's not hard at all yeah yeah mm. because you love it. it it's not a job it's your passion and and i also just feel like what scott said to you guys i don't feel like i i feel like i'm just the steward i don't feel like that any i mean first of all i stole the concept from scott in the original grapevine and then on top of that like it's just do, doing itself like yeah it's been a walk in the park. It's just been like I I know what I should do each day. Uh, I've prioritized, and everything has just been going so exciting. You know, it really yeah. is. It's just now I'm on a podcast with you. So I I I I'm, I'm having a blast, and I'm really 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 blessed. Well, you're doing something very well because it was a very yeah. successful tour that we had, and it like the messages like I mentioned before. I mean, they keep on coming in of people saying, no, I'm going to, I've heard about this tour. I've heard about Graveline and I really, I'm going to come in next month. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this for my birthday. So, I mean, it's get, uh-huh. it's going somewhere, Adam. So it's really wonderful to see that people are going to, going to be supporting you and your company. 
that they're seeing this and they're like, okay, we're going to try this right now. And we wish you nothing but the best of luck. We know it's going to go forward. We've seen, yeah. we've seen these little companies, um, they start up and they barely last, barely last a year. So um, we just hope that uh, we know, no, not hope, but we know it's, it's going to, it's going to elongate in time and it's going to yeah. grow. It's going to flourish for sure. You seem like you definitely know what you're doing. You have a passion for it and it's just going to continue to grow. That means so much to me. And I think it's going to take me through a great weekend now. I <laughs> think it, that makes me feel better. I really can't. I just, I'm speechless. I'm so grateful for you too. And I look forward to continuing this discussion into the, the future and offline. Oh, yeah. going to become your best friends. It's like so. <laughs> no, you are. You are. And you're also. Like, don't give me your text number. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to give you my number after this because okay, we're going to meet each other at midsummer. We're going to go to midsummer. Uh, speaking of midsummer, um, for yes. those of you who will be participating in the festivities of midsummer, I believe it's in August, right? Yeah, it's in August. Graveline Tours, guys, will be having a booth over there. You can go and speak to Adam. You can go catch them there, learn a little more about the company and, and what they do. And yeah, we'll definitely be there. Be there. Oh, you have to see Blaze. Yeah. Blaze is a unicorn. And, <laughs> and get a feel for them for sure. And you're also friends with our other friends. Like you're friends with our um with Spooky Foodie Ansley. Uh, uh, I love her. Our, our, our homies are actually like crazy best friends now. Okay, I we're stop texting her to go on this podcast. <laughs> you can keep texting her. It's sounds fine. about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, like, hi. She's the like, best. Honestly, like, she's my life. Yeah. yeah, she is so sweet. She has such a great light. And I mean, like, I sometimes reach out to her, like, let's go get a burrito, Ansley. And she's like, all right, great. Um, and then, of course, our friend, our homie from Scarecast and um, so many more people. It's like unbelievable. That's so great that you're sharing this with everyone and definitely sharing it with our friends, too. But where can people find you, Adam? Where can people go and learn more about Great Blind Tours? Where can they follow you on social media? Thanks for asking. I think I know the answer. Um, so you can go to Twitter <laughs> our website at www.graveline.rp. I wasn't joking. Like I, I, I think I have all of our handles. The TikTok handle is a little bit different because I was banned from TikTok. Okay. And we had to do a new handle. But you can find us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Graveline Tours, all one word, G-R-A-V-E, Line Tours. And then on TikTok, you're going to have to probably go through our website because I forgot the new ghetto handle. Uh, oh, no. We a video that was, we, we attributed it to the to the people that um, created it, but it get, get garnered a million views in two days. And then, wow. They took oh, yeah, so it's Graveline, it's Graveline Tours to RIP on TikTok. I just looked it up. Graveline Tours RIP at TikTok. And the website is www.gravelinetours.com? Graveline.rip. Just oh. like the TikTok handle. Yeah. So well done, Adam. You like made it like somewhat consistent. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We're in the same boat, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I just... And um people can go through that website in order to uh set up a an appointment for a tour. Yeah, you can get tickets. Well, yeah, and if you do the promo code GLT20, you get 20% off of any tour at any time. So That's so that. crazy. Um, Groupon and Ron Gold Star. So I, I urge you guys. Can you list all the tours that you have going on right now just to give yeah. everyone moosh boosh of what to expect? 
I would love to, Tim. <laughs> so thanks for asking. Well, our main tour, um, which is the greatest hits of L.A. dark history and true crime, is Death Becomes Her. And that will take you to your Menendez's. That will take you to um, see where Janis Joplin overdosed. Um, although I might have given that one to a star is torn. Um, it will take you to like this gruesome beheading that happened in Hollywood a few years ago. Um, it oh, yeah. will take you to the Black Dahlia's residence, even though we have her, she has her own tour. So that's greatest hits. That's not entirely famous people, but it's a lot of famous crimes. Yeah. And uh, A Star is Torn, which is the tour that you two did on Wednesday, which is pretty much death becomes her, but then slanted at Hollywood. So if you're a person that's into celebrity or the dark side of fame or people that died young, these Hollywood curses, um, you know, you have your Natalie Woods, you have your Sal Minios. I mean, it's very classic Hollywood. Um, that is just the same thing. And those two are two hours. And then we uh, just launched our premium tour uh, just two months ago, which is uh, Manson Family Murders. That's a deep dive into the Charles Manson saga through all of the sites in the county. So you actually, wow. you, you go from Los Feliz all the way to Chatsworth, where the previous- wow. That is insane. Still remnants of the Spawn Ranch. And then the best part about that is you think you know Blaze, you think you got Blaze at her best, but actually Blaze, it turns out, is also one of her many hats, um, which are not, she's not like a jack of all trades, like this legit uh, Manson and cult psychology expert. So wow. she has- an, I gave her, I said, Blaze, this tour is yours. Tell me what to do. So she has added a soundtrack. She's enhanced the slides. And so that is a spectacular tour. Um, I'm so honored to have her. So we have those three. And then hopefully uh, my goal is for fall to roll up my, you know, personal favorite. That is going to be a hit because people absolutely love that history they're obsessed yes. with that case we get approached about doing we always get approached about doing episodes about the black dahlia but we're like guys we <laughs> we, we we don't even know where to start with that exactly it's so much it's so much and there's so many podcasts that have covered it and yes it's it's crazy there then you deal with the people that think they know what happened no this is what happened we're like we don't know we we really we don't, don't know, know. Yeah. it's still a case so so we fall down that rabbit hole you know like I, everybody that i introduced to that case just then they, they, i don't see them for two days mm-hmm. it's got everything so that, everything, but so does the black dahlia they're they're really two just epic phenomenons that are part of they, they made our city history yes that's i mean they change our city in the way of living everything everything, everything. yeah they had a huge everything. impact yeah yeah i mean not to be understated at any cost. absolutely well adam this has been such a pleasure and we're just so happy that now we can call you our bff and uh <laughs> oh. so proud of this tour we're we're yes we are we so cool. it. we were so excited to come back like you yes. have to come back so that i can hang out with you we will do something for um, our Patreon. We'll do a video. We'll record the tour with you. It will be as though our listeners are sitting in the limo with all of us and yeah. our friends and with Blaze. I think it would be fantastic to do for our Patreon members for sure. 
Um, once again, Adam, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Thank you so much for the invitation and thank you for everything that you're doing. Guys, go check him out. Go check out Great Mentors. And always remember to take care of yourselves, but most of all, stay Holly weird. Bryce, do you have anything else you want to say? There you go. Bye, guys. And thank you once again, Adam. Another huge thank you to our friend, Adam Levine of Graveline Tours. Guys, if you have an opportunity to travel to Hollywood or Los Angeles and you want to take a tour, Graveline is definitely your destination or possibly your final destination. Just remember to head on over to their website. That was www.graveline.com. RIP. That's graveline.rip. You want to book a tour through that website. You can contact them if you have any other questions or concerns. And say you're vacationing, you want to take a day, you want to go and hang out with some group of friends. This is a really good tour to take and to specifically be driven around in a Chrysler Fleetwood limousine is quite fancy and delicious. If you want to save a little bit of paper on your tour, then please feel free to use the code GLT20. That's G as in grave, L as in line, T as in tour, 20 to save 20% off your next tour. And be sure to follow them on Instagram at Graveline Tours and Graveline RIP on TikTok. If you love Hollywood Paranormal, guys, please feel free to drop us a five-star review and possibly a written review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us podcasters out a little bit, specifically us indie podcasters. And if you have a little more time and you want to support our podcast, then head on over to our Patreon page. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Hollywood Paranormal. And for as little as $1 or more per month, you can support the podcast. You can you know, support it for one, two, three, however many months you want to support a little does go a long way. And we will definitely gift you in many things, pins, coasters, stickers, you name it, we'll gift it to you. Just be sure to drop us a line in those messages to forward us your address and where you like your Holly weird goodies to be sent. You'll also be automatically inducted into our secret podcast society of Saturday night ghost club. This is a secret podcast that we have specifically catered to our Patreons, where we collect ghost stories from strangers and friends and acquaintances and wrap it up and put it in this delicious little mini podcast for you guys to listen to if you can't get enough of Hollyweird Paranormal. Also, be sure to follow us at Hollyweird Paranormal on Facebook and on Instagram and HWP Podcast on Twitter. We're also on TikTok under Hollyweird Paranormal. If you have a ghost story that you're dying for us to share on our next episode of Listener's Tales, which we always love to do, then send it to hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com. All right, friends, take care. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. But most of all, most of all, we want you to stay Holly Weird. Till next time, friends.
So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.